Hello friends, how are you? How are you getting on? I hope you're having a lovely, gentle day and you're looking after yourself. My name is Colm and this is the Sober Mess podcast and you're very welcome. And today I'm joined by a man who went from fighting for titles to fighting for human rights here in Dublin. He's a former UFC fighter who then went on to be elected as a representative of his hometown as a local councillor for Sinn Féin. He's also the host of his very own podcast, the No Shame podcast, as author of the inspiring book Hooligan. He's also a black belt when it comes to mental health awareness. He's also in line to win Movember this year with a sport and a magnificent beard. Mr. Paddy Hulin, how are you, pal? <laughs> how are you, mate? Cheers. The amount of people who are going to hit me with that Movember one, like, listen, I will definitely don't make money for the books. People saying, would you shave your beard? Would you? Are you mad? Would you sacrifice your firstborn? <laughs> how long have you got the beard now? <laughs> Since I start being able to grow a beard, I start growing one, and I suggest everyone should. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was one of them lads. The beard didn't come since till till I left school. <laughs> yeah, do you know what's good with that? If you having a few shaves before you kind of start to grow them up, but uh, it's listen, it you look silly for a while. You look silly for a while. There'll be patches there for a while, but you have to just keep going. Oh, I love it, Paddy. Come here, Paddy. Just before we started there, uh, we were having a, a beautiful chat there, just about the power of the the cold water swimming. And you were saying that just getting into the sea or getting into cold water, it's great for the for the mind and just to bring you back into the present moment. And we were talking about the fight or flight mode and ways that switch off, that we spend too much time in that. Um, and just being able to get into the cold water is a great release for all that, that stress and cortisol. Yeah, like there's a, there's a guy, uh, Wim Hof, obviously, and then there's a guy, it's a guy, Noel, so Breed with, uh, Breed with Neil, it is on... Um, on, on Instagram his pages if you want to check it out. So Neil is um a level three um coach under Wim Hof. Mm-hmm. So um I started getting into stuff he actually created a program called um Fire and Ice and stuff like that which is a mixture between Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and, and cold water and, and um another guy named Alan as well who's like uh, like uh, does therapy and stuff like that. So we kind of created a little group to be able to do that. Now it didn't we had it was starting to fly it was but then COVID kicked in but if people are struggling out there if you have if you're having pr- uh, problems, find one of these videos. It's important to breathe before you get into the water to alkaline your body and, and make sure that you're not getting hit with too much of a shock. Because it's like anything, if you do if you do it too much at the start, too quick, it can kind of take your breath away and scare you a little bit. But if you mm-hmm. get into the water, it takes about thirty seconds, right? You get in and then your body is gone. Get out, get out, get out. Your breath is gone. Well, your breath is going to try and take, get taken away from you. So what you should do is it's like you're trying to blow a candle out. You kind of blow through, blow through, stay with your breath. And it takes about 30 seconds. It might feel about five minutes, but 30 seconds. And what happens is your body decides that you're not going to run away anymore. That you're actually yeah. going to fight. So it's made the decision. Where some people, like as I'm saying, like, like the back of a television, it gets stuck or something. You give it a bang on the back and it kind of clicks it into which mode it needs to be. If you're yeah. living in that fight mode, if you're living in that constant like, you don't know, you're looking out the window, you're anxiety about the kids on the road, or you're anxious about the kids going home from school, or, or, or anything, you know, like, um, it can put you, it can drain you, it's a heavily draining energy, so you need to be able to get yourself in and out of modes, so, when, after about 30 seconds, your body just turns in the war, and what it does is it gives you all the chemicals that you would use um, in a fight, so the, the, the growth chemicals, the strong chemicals in your body that um, you, would, you, would, you would want to have, some people would 
would try and take them in supplements and stuff like that. But the idea is if you can take, if you can get these these chemicals naturally in your body, it's 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 what you're looking for. When you do a workout and you get all of that um <clears throat> all them good chemicals after it, um that's what this is like. So if you get out of water at that time, what'll happen is column is that your blood will be full of all of these chemicals, all these good chemicals, yeah. these good body chemicals, and you're floating around your body all day and and your body's using them and repairing you and fixing you and, and that's yeah. the regime. Uh, it's great. And it's, uh, the other thing as well, it's, it's so natural and like it, it's something that, you know, it, it's that we can, that's free and accessible, you know, and it's like, it's something we've been able to, a, pri- like a primal tool that we've had, you know, being able to get into the sea and be able to connect with our breathing, you know, that people can underestimate the simplicity of things out there, you know, just being able to breathe and come back to the present moment. And that's what I love about the sea swimming. When I get into the sea, it just brings me back to the present because you've got to have a million things rattling around your head that you're worried about. And then you get into the sea and you're like, geez, that, that stuff's not that important. What's it worrying about that for? Like, yeah. And you know, most stuff, I won't say it isn't important because we all have different tr- uh, struggles and, and problems. And, and that's, that's what my problem is with a lot of the decisions made during this is because that, it's very hard to make blanket decisions for 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 humans. What what complex creatures? Do you know what I mean? In a way, so it's very hard. Like, if someone saying to you, say my next door neighbour, you can't go to the sea now. You probably like what? We haven't been there in twenty years. It doesn't affect me. But then, as I said, you knock into my house and you tell me I can't go to the sea, then that'd be like that. That would be worse than taking everything else away from me. You know what I mean? That, yeah. As I said to you, um, you don't have a connection until you have a certain a connection with something that's not regarding to money, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. not, you can't buy it, you can't say it. Like, yeah. um, people underestimate like, the, the walk in the woods and all of that type of stuff. I remember um, some a girl before around my housing estate was getting into this crystal healing thing. Now, now not that I don't believe in it or anything like that, it's just not for me, do you know what I mean? It just, mm. it needs to, I need to feel it or touch it or smell it or um, yeah. be, be in it like with the water and stuff like that for it to walk. Um, now I have to say she said something really great to me one day I remember when she was doing this she said when you go out into the forest have a look into the trees and you'll see it in between all the trees you'll see this kind of it's like it's like a blurred kind of um, like vision you know when I was like kind of alright we're here with crystals and all so I might as well listen to this you know <laughs> we've gone this far so then I was I went to the forest and she said you get energy from it you can if you consciously suck the energy in you can take the energy from it and I remember one time being really tired. She said, you go and find a big oak tree and sit beside it and ask it to give you its energy. Kind of adapt with it, breathe. <clears throat> Bring it on the same frequency of it. Yeah. And I'm not messing. I remember doing it one day feeling like I was mental. But then, absolutely, I was up there and I was, this is brilliant. And I started doing it before training and before work and days that I was stressed and stuff. I was just going into the forest, walking through it, breathing it in and, um, just it, it kind of led me on a path of being able to find energy in different things and different different ways. Like there's there's another thing called sun gazing. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, no. So you can look at the sun at a certain time of the day. That's why people look at it in with sunrise and sunset because right. the UV rays are uh, are all right on your eyes at that time of the day. So that's why yeah. across the whole like um the whole civilization we have worshipped around the sun rising and the sun setting. Yeah. And we never really ask these things. So there's a thing called sun gazers. And what they do is they, they go out and they look at the sun and, and they get energy from them UV rays. So the UV rays being able to look at it when it's going up and down, um, like it gives you energy, you know? It's, and it's, yeah. it, it, it's mad. If you don't touch it or it's not plugged in or you're not eating it, 
people don't see it as real. Do you get what I mean? But yeah, yeah. I remember I heard a guy say once that if you can measure it, it won't fix you. As if to say, you know, if you're feeling off and you're trying to buy all this stuff to make you feel better, like it's it's not going to work. And you said it there, trying to find all them natural remedies. And one thing that lockdown has taught me is is to have an open mind, you know. And you said about the crystals and all, you're like, oh, I really wouldn't be into that, to that sort of stuff. Like, and then, like, even with the over pal, he's mad into the cocoa, he does the cocoa ceremonies and the bread walk and then the sea dipping. And at the start, he was trying to get me into it and he's trying to explain it to me. He's like, Oh, you drink this? And I said, What? So you drink hot chocolate and, I, and he's like come and try it and so it was a like, great and i went and done it and it was it was actually unreal you know doing doing the bit of cocoa doing the bit of yoga doing the bit of bread walk and i said jesus this this is great you know what i mean and and like yourself i would have been out ah, here i wouldn't be into that and it wouldn't be my cup of tea but it wasn't until i tried it i was like oh jesus that's actually good so my new thing now was that, like don't knock it till i try it and to have an open mind about it you know no yeah dead right like listen i i, I think look i've always been on that road of like um I won't say, uh, like, like, we were talking about this before, like, but spirituality, like, sp- spiritual. Um, I have a good friend of mine, his name's Father Martin, right? So he's, uh, he, was the, he was the chap of the enemy school, and I mean, absolute sound priest. <laughs> I call him a bit of a road, right? So, but he's yeah, sound, yeah. like, you know, like, um, he's just really easy to talk to. He doesn't push stuff down your throat. I don't think he's ever, ever, ever even talked to me without me bringing something up do you get what I mean in a way yeah and he said he's been saying to me for years Paddy you're one of the one of the most spiritual people that we've ever been around he said like and I know that, that sounds weird saying it to you he said but you're really connected to stuff like like nature and 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 um what makes you feel good and your feelings and all of that type of stuff he said and that's that's a lot of what like what they say God is that's what God is as I don't know if you know it's about no as I'm not religious at all right but there's a great thing that people should read, and right, it's called when um when Einstein was asked when he did he believe in God when he used to go to colleges, and he used to say, "I believe in the God of Spinoza," right? And Spinoza was this seventeen hundred um uh, skeptic, so he used to question stuff and all this type of stuff, and he had a thing about God, and he goes on, and it, when you read it, it's like it's like God speaking to you in a way, but it's like an angry parent. It's like he's saying like. Uh, don't waste your time in these cold temples that you built and told people that I told you to bring them to. Go out into the nature. And what more do you want me to see? What more miracles do you want? I've given you, I've given you trees. I've given you mountains. I've given you oceans. Go and be with me. When you're in the ocean, you are with me. You are, and it's like it just kind of really like, holy shit. Like maybe I've been doing it right a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I've been doing it a lot for a long time. Like even as a kid, I'd be pissed off. And I'd go off and I'd just be off for hours. You could we live right beside the, the Dublin well not the Dublin mountains and centre. I live in Jobstown now. Now, but it's it's absolutely beautiful. It really is. It's like out front of my English just all mountains and like it's about ten minutes walking and then you're into like the, the, the nature a little bit, you know. So yeah. like we would have went walking as a kid and picking berries and all sorts of stuff and, and just being there on my own. No phones, no nothing at that point, maybe I'd go up swimming in the rivers and stuff like that up around Kilbride and so I've been doing this stuff since I've been a nipper and I just didn't know that maybe I was having that connection, you know? And yeah. if, you haven't, if you haven't read that Spinoza thing, 
have a look up for it, man, because I'm not messing. It's absolutely powerful in this column. Oh, that, that sounds powerful. And it is that. It's about what, what is your connection, you know, about finding, as you said, when I, don't, when I do this, it makes me feel good. And I think that's what spirituality is. When I get this, I suppose, this pure feeling of fulfillment when I do it, you know, when I, as you said, you know, going out, being in nature, you know, getting into the sea, being out in the woods, doing the hiking, that you get this pure, satisfied feeling that's not artificial, you know, or, or, or that's not made up, you know, and it's just, it's pure and it satisfies you and you feel chilled out after. And I, I find my form of, of, like, the word religion means celebration, to celebrate, not more for celebrate, to celebrate your life, you know, and for me to celebrate my life is things like getting into the sea and, and, and appreciating nature, to going up and looking at the trees and looking at the views and being well. This is gorgeous. This is beautiful. And being in the present moment. And for me, being in the present moment is what the most spiritual thing we can be, especially in nature, you know, appreciating nature and seeing the things around me, you know, so good for the mind as well. So, and some people can't do that, which is which is unfortunate. Some people, and I feel that's where people get stuck and then, and then they go down other roads, as you were saying, like they explore stuff like, like, um, yeah. to me, like, say, <clears throat> I think there's a great conversation going on now recently about um, about the criminalization of drugs like, and, and people, uh, drug addicts, say, in a mm. way, you know what I mean? Like, we're, I'm like, like that's, it's actually, that's a health problem, you know what I mean? It's not a thing, it's not a criminal problem. Yeah, it's like, it's viewed like that over in Portugal, isn't it? Yeah, and there is, and it's like, uh, uh, Senator Lynn Rwanda does a really good, some stuff around the she does, but, um, it's kind of and in Canada I remember being like kind of when I was over there in Vancouver I remember seeing a lot of stuff the way stuff was done over there and it was uh, and it was incredible to be honest it was a bit different uh, outside the box stuff but I think that's a great conversation because I think a lot of people are trying to fill um, pains and holes inside themselves with, with, with substance and with drugs and and, 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 and a substance can be, can be anything a substance can be argumentative behaviour like a substance yeah. to me can be like where you go on Facebook and you just abuse people for nothing, you know? Like, and, like when yeah. I'm looking at these people, because I, look, I get it, you get people that jump in and, and I, I feel sorry for them, like, you know what I mean? Look, I'd be to say a prayer for somebody like that, you know what I mean? Or ask me mad and like a candle or something because yeah. I feel for them. I feel, because I know that, like, they'd be, they'd be screaming and kicking and screaming if there was real life at you or whatever. And I just, I just try to hug them. And by the time mm. you get a hug around them, they're crying, do you know what I mean? At that yeah. stage, like, Basically, that's but what that's what it is we're trying to see that that mood change you know and as, as you said that i feel like there's a void or there's something missing so I'll, I'll look for things on the outside of myself to fill that void and it could, it could be drink it could be drugs it could be working extra hours it could be buying crap online you know because i just need that 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 lack of connection I, I wouldn't be religious at all like you know and what, what, my, what i learned is that over the years that i was just trying to fill that void with stuff i could touch as you said you know trying to fill it with stuff that is just artificial you know what I mean and stuff that I'd wake up the next day and I'd need more and I'd need more and it wasn't until I said right when I can get that buzz out natural resources that's accessible I won't leave me feeling like crap the next day you know but I had to touch the hub a lot of times and go down a lot of bad roads until I realised there this is this is not the right path, you know. And I think that's essential as well that we learn most through our setbacks and through the pain. And you said through the trauma that we that's how we gain our experience. I know this didn't work when I done it that way, but when I do it this way, it does work and it makes me feel better. 
Absolutely, Colin. Like, we are explorers. As humans, that's what we are. Forces, we are explorers. Right? So if somebody jumped in a boat and sailed across the ocean and found new land and then came back and told us about it, that man like, risked his life, or that, that, that woman risked her life <clears throat> to explore that, say, at a time, right? And we're all, we'd be all happy that he discovered that and he went and did it. Now, if that person, that man or woman, went off to explore that and died, we wouldn't know what what, what could wouldn't know the message so the message is always on the way back or you find do you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. when you when you go through that by, by a part of your life so say you go through i don't know 20 years of homelessness and um, heroin abuse all sorts of stuff on the streets and you survive that and you make it to the other side of that right you now have gained the knowledge of an exploration or a, a discovery you know what i mean and you can pass on so many messages from that and they're the people in your society now i'm not saying obviously so everyone that 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 goes through something bad needs to be run in the country, or but we definitely need advice and direction from the section style people that have been hurt in a way, you know. So yeah. say when it comes to like um, uh, recovering therapy and stuff like that, like there's so many strong people in this country that you can find that have gone through. Like I know people that are youth workers that would have been say the heroin addicts or whatever with it, but and they're the most amazing youth workers now because they know exactly mm. they know the language of the street if you must and they know how to talk they know how to you know how to uh, feel empathy and energies off people and all these sorts yeah. of stuff where some people are just black and white where it's like either fill in the form everything is right on it or go away and it's yeah, like it's yeah mad, but I can't fill it? in the form I can't read and write yeah you know, it's, it's like that it's at like you that like, old what? proverb. It's like you're in you're in a dark hole, and you know you can't get over. And a doctor walks past, and you're like, "Will you help me?" And he throws you down a prescription. And then a millionaire walks past, like, "Will you help me?" And he throws down a checkbook, and you're still stuck down the hole. Then the priest walks past, he says, "Will you help me?" And he he says a prayer, and he walks on. Your man's still stuck down the hole. But then another guy comes down, jumps down the hole, and says, "Here, look, we've been here before, pal. I'll show you the way out." And he leads him out of dark hole because he he has that life experience that he can help. And if you look at some of the best, as you said there, some of the best communicators, the best messengers, and some of the best healers came from places of profound pain, profound trauma. You know, like some of the most gentlest people I know came from very very violent backgrounds, or some of the most generous people I know came from places of extreme poverty. If that would be me, I, like, I would have come from. I would have come from. Uh, like I won't. Uh, I wouldn't say extreme probably, but there was times we, we didn't have it all grown up for sure, for sure. And the thing is, right, um, I, I, I'm blessed now. I'm in a place in my life now where like sometimes I wake up and I feel my sheets and I just I'm just so blessed the where I am in my life. My kids are healthy, I have I have money, I have like I have I'm, I have a big group of people that I'm helping to get their life together and, and not only that, but that life some of them that life wasn't in tatters, but and then some of them were, and, and then some of them are just people that just want to make their dreams. And it's just it's just it's such an array of people that I get to help every day, which is amazing. Yeah. I'm blessed, but there would have been point. Well, I'm glad that I understand what it's like to have absolutely nothing. Like I know, yeah. I, like, and you know what? I never ever remember myself being sad. Like I never never remember myself saying, "Like I'm broken, I'm sad." Like I never remember that. Like I was like. <laughs> Scruffy bottoms or I'm running the streets, like kicking the football, always energy. My heart rate was probably always about 170 for fuck's sake, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just, just on that buzz all the time through life and, and I always wanted to get it, get it, get it, and like I want to get after it. We were always we were always good. Like, 
we were always good kids. Now we grew up to bleed and mess and mischief as, as all kids that would say the man walking up the road with a shopping and all. It was a guy that Wayne actually comes to me, lovely old man. Uh, like we'd see him out playing football and we'd run over and grab his bags and bring them up around the corner for him. And like we were that type of kids, you know what I mean? But we mm. sometimes I don't think kids, say even kids in, in working class areas and all, some of them don't get a lot of the credit for the good heart that they have. And, and society yeah. can tone that you can start with a good heart. Society can keep twisting it and toning it, and like, um, I know that there, there's a lot of stereotypes out there, and people can say what they want about things. But working class houses, uh, class housing estates, and and, and the people they have a lot of house, a lot of them um, stereotypes hanging over them. And I kind of noticed that more when I got to the council. Like it's kind of like this, like um, like social housing is a bad thing. Social housing brings anti-social behaviour. And social housing brings drug dealing and it brings all these things and and that's all connected to that as a stereotype and it's kind of accepted column which is like where it's an okay stereotype like we don't know the first time you're talking about building a council estate or a housing estate down in the council in Knockloyan and the first thing the person stood up as an objection to it was anti-social behaviour and I was trying to think to myself hold on so if 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 a girl was on the list, say the council list, and she was pregnant, or so they've already made a decision that that baby's going to be antisocial, because yeah. it's in a housing form that is called social housing. Yeah. Like it makes no sense. Social housing around the world is like as a right to many citizens, and and not only that, but the it social housing is a choice, you know, because there's so much choice in being able to buy a house as well. So mm-hmm. I think we're in a society where there's not enough social housing to to to, to kind of uh, quench the thirst that's needed, quench the, the the need that's needed there. And then there's a big division because if you're trying to buy a house, you can't buy a house. So people that can buy a house sometimes, I think, then can see that social housing is so far away from where they are, and they start getting level and like success ways as a person and stuff, and it's like. You don't. You shouldn't be measuring things like this. You know what I mean. We shouldn't. Yeah. Be, we just live in houses. They're bleeding loose over our heads. They have nothing to do with your body. They have nothing to do with who you are or what type of person you are. They're just houses. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and as you're saying there, how we measure the wrong things as riches. You know, like even Bob Marley said, like, is he rich? He says, I don't have that type of richness. You know, my my richness is life forever. You know, and yes. like how how we. Like, and richness is about, like, you know, to, be, to have respect for each other and love and compassion. You know, what would you want to live in a massive gaff up in fucking doggy and, and still look down on the rest of society and be bitter on the inside, you know? And, and if, if richness was the answer, you wouldn't see countless amounts of millionaires getting che- checked in and checked out with John of God's up the road there for addiction problems or mental health problems, like, you know? It's... Oh, yeah. um, I remember um, my granny saying to me about rich, right? And it was a brilliant. I remember saying to me, and I remember asking her, because she said to me, um, it was about a biscuit. And she was like, now be careful with them. They're very rich. And I couldn't yeah. get it as a kid what she meant. Like, the biscuit has money. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's expensive. And I, was, like, I remember eating the biscuit and then saying to her, what did you mean by rich? And she yeah. said to me, I said, like, the, the biscuit's rich, or And she said, no, it's rich tasting. So it has this this rich taste of it. like rich doesn't mean money like the you know what I mean rich means a quality rich means yeah. a, a like a certain 
a certain like specificness. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. what we do is we think that so when you start saying rich and you you I give you a million quid, does that mean your quality? No, you might bleed. I don't know. You might do bad stuff in your on the weekends or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. That, that rich and being connected to that, it's a mind frame. But I think it's that uh, social media and, and uh, sorry, celebrity culture, you know, that we think if you're rich or, or have loads of money, you're successful. Like, you know what I mean? But if you look at any billionaire that's fucking 90 years old, he'd, he'd swap it all to be young again. Like that. And but young people are there going, oh, I need to get rich, I need to get money, you know. But it's like money does won't make you happy or won't fill that void. Like, you know what I mean? It depends on what, as you said, it's like anything's depending on what, how you measure that. Now, I suppose, yeah, on your own, whatever your values are, yeah, yeah that's fair. Money, yeah, and like, like, I feel sad sometimes because there's a lot of, like, uh, you see a lot of people out there and I see them that's like, it's just, they're just trying to get after it. Now, and then some people, like, it's just, they just live their life and they, they chase success, they chase glory and legacy and all of these things. And then, they, and then that comes to them naturally, which is, which is absolutely uh, like amazing and that's, that's that's okay there's nothing wrong with chasing that's like all that stuff and then all of the other stuff coming with it you get what I mean people can get it confused mm. that people think they're chasing that like say to me like for an example like say to me Connor would be someone who would chase the the, the legacy the success the, the all of that sort of stuff and then everything else has came with it do you know what I mean and he mm. knew that would happen so he's reached past that in a way like where yeah. but some people are going out looking at like say I don't know say one watcher, one pair of shoes, and that's that's it. And then when they wear them shoes, that defines them. That's who they are. They yeah. look. If I didn't have now, if you lose that today, it's like <gasps> I'm not who I was anymore. That, then you're yeah. going the wrong way. You're attaching it to it something. Your identity. Was, yeah. To be honest, like, I see my nephew now. He he be seventeen years old, and I I feel really sorry for kids around that age now because if you don't have the the best of gear, you know, the Armani or the D squared hat. Or the, the brand new watch, you know, the, the two hundred and fifty euro pair of fucking uh, runners, like you, you're not, you're not really accepted in, in your little tribe, you know. And I remember when I was a kid, we'd be lucky to be brought into lifestyle, you know. If you get those eight of us, like good seven siblings, and if you get the hand me downs, like yeah, you know, and to be, and I just feel, sorry, I feel sorry for parents now. It's just, it's very, uh, it's very difficult now. I think coming up in the. Uh, coming up in Ireland, you know, trying to just fit into that. Because my, my, my 20s was spent just trying to get people to accept me and like me. And if we say a certain things and if we dress a certain way and if we have the same opinions as you, you just like me, please just fucking like me, like, you know? That, that, that has a lot to do with, like, putting people into categories as well for, um, I don't want to say weaponized in a way, uh, because... Like we have everybody in one direction, and sometimes when you don't, someone doesn't agree with that thing, and then the future narrative or whatever, you can just point all them people at that person, mm. and it's like attack. And some of them people probably don't want to attack that person, but they're in the group now, so you know. So it's this mob mentality in a way. So people hide in. I call it social camouflage. Call it right. Yeah. So people socially camouflage themselves with other people, and what happens is they're gonna try and live their whole life blended in, blended in, blended. In. Everyone in that group won't say every well, so everyone's a hard word, right? But say, just for ex explanation purposes, if you jump into a group just because everyone else is going to like you because you believe what they believe or whatever it is, most people yeah. in that group are probably self centered and they're probably thinking the same thing you are, and you are all mm. locked in together like bricks with the same mm. thoughts. 
So with the same kind of like, well, I'll just, like somebody, so here's an example for you, right? Say the votes that have gone down the doll the last few days, right? And this is what I'm looking at. And it kind of upsets me in a way because it's like, where's democracy? They'll say the vote for the, the, the mothers and baby homes to lock the foils in a way, you know? So they made it every other way, which, which and I don't want to go into politics around with you, Luke, but everybody that was in the power party, so was in the, the leading parties, voted to lock away them foils, right? I know in my heart and soul that not every single one of them people wanted to vote that way. Because mm-hmm. there's no way it's like nearly impossible. You can't put two sets, say, of 30 people. So there's 27 and 26, I think, and then uh, 11. You can't put them all into the same room and say, right, there's this option and that option, and you have to choose it. Go, and on your own accord, you're going to choose it, and every single person chose it. There's no way. Yeah. So there's there's something going on like, even the idea with democracy. It's like maybe there's democracy in the way where we vote and then we get everybody in. But then they just do what they're told. And then we basically yeah. have three people running the country. So you have the three top people in the parties running the country. And then everyone else under that is just protecting their, their, their mortgage and their wages. And they're, and they're like, oh, you don't want to be gone. And everybody just doesn't want to put their heads up because you you get sacked or you get people... We're depending on people, right? This is what we're depending on then as um, as citizens of the country. People that have enough integrity to be able to put, I don't know what they get, 100 and odd grand a year, but, uh, but to decide and follow their integrity for the good of the people. Or, yeah. they, we, we depend, or they keep their 100 grand and they do what they're told and they keep going and they pay their mortgage and, and they, they don't want to fall into where people are now either. They, yeah. So, when they get to that stage, they're like, oh, hold on. And then I'm not going to, like, I can't go back to earning 40 grand a year or 30 grand a year. I'm like, um, like they know we can't get a mortgage on that. Nobody's going to get a mortgage on that. So they kind of scrap themselves to the top of the hill. And then we have to depend on their integrity mm-hmm. to, to, to do the right thing. But I think when you're bringing money into it and you're bringing all of these rewards into it and, and all of these different stages of life and tears of life, People are just too afraid, even the people are up there. So, look, we don't, yeah, people yeah. say, I hate Fianna Fáil, I hate Fianna Gael, I hate all these parties. Like, their parties, that'd be like saying, look, I hate Manchester United, you know, like, there's players yeah. within there as well, there's good people within there as well, but I feel, now maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong, this is most, just my opinion, that a lot of these people are trapped where they don't know, they don't know where to go, they don't know what to do, they want to do good by their people, they want to do good, they've got good hearts, I see it in the council all the time, but then they vote in the opposite way. Like, so, you had, yeah. so you had three people, <clears throat> say for the, the no confidence in Leo, you had three people publicly stand and give out to Michal Martin. Um, I think Barry Cowan was one of them. To publicly stand and give out to Michal Martin for defending Leo Vladgar. But then the three of them people voted for confidence in Leo Vladgar a few days later. Yeah, it's bad, so isn't it? I don't think what... people's true heart is being allowed to be a... Uh, to be shown, Colm, you know what I mean? In yeah, way. because they're, they're terrified that they'll get thrown out of the It's like, it's like the, the bullies in the playground, you know, you, you one of them goes, hey, this, I know this is wrong, I know this is terrible, but I'm terrified to say that because then I'll fall outside of this tribe and I'll be the one that's be bullied, like, you know? And to defend pe- themselves. So, as I yeah. said, don't, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not condoning it, but I'm trying to understand it, is what I'm trying to say. Because like, people are yeah. saying, like, why are we still like this in the country? What's going on? This... They, they voted this and now they robbed the uh, 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 they robbed the power and you know 
So like, I just I just feel there's not enough people. So say say the next election, my biggest job, I know what I'm going to be trying to do is trying to uh, like fill people in because I'll be straight with you, right? <clears throat> like I didn't know what the fifteenth count and the second transfer and all this sort of stuff. This is just being straight with you. And I was already elected, Colin. Like, so he's standing up there in the yoke and people are saying to me, ask them for the number two vote and all, just in case. And I'm like, wow, like, I'm winning this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm here with a number one vote. I'm not asking for number two votes and all. Now, you, I'm probably saying that to you and you're probably going, yeah, I don't understand that either, mate, to be honest. Like, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? And that's all I Because I've said this to some people that even they've been looking at me going, holy shit, I didn't realise it works like that. So say yeah. if it's like this, and we come. Say if there's three people, three horses in the race, sorry, and two of them of of the same party. What'll happen is people will vote one, two, one, two, one, two for all for yeah. two of them across the board. If one of them doesn't make it, all of their number twos now goes over to the other guy. So he nearly gets double the votes. Okay. So right. So that's what. And then a second count is not like. So say we recount them fifty. So say Simon Harris. Simon Harris is in a really, really led high position in this country. He got in on the 15 count. That means he was the last person at that count box on that day. And if he didn't get in that count, he didn't get in at all. So that was the last count. And I mean, they're not making mistakes here. So what they're doing is all the people that are to get knocked out, Colin, they're now going back through their votes and finding the tools and the fourths and the fifth preferences mm. of Simon Harris. So say Simon Harris, someone said, right, he's my 15 choice. He was taking votes on the 15th count by somebody that had put him down as their 15th choice on the 1 to 15, say. Yeah. So then when you have the seats, say, coming in, right, you have 160 seats in the doll. That needs to be 80 for a majority, right? We have three big parties in the country. Um, Sinn Féin are 37 seats or something like that, so an absolute rake away from 80. And the other lads are 40-odd but have teamed up. So our thirty odd, so they've teamed up, so they're close to eighty. So until we get something going, or another party that, uh, or uh, a party like say Sinn Fein or, or the Labour Party or the uh, People Before Profit or Solidarity or one of these parties put up enough people that's going to be able to challenge for the majority. So say if you have Solidarity with forty and Sinn Fein yeah. with forty or something like that, you know, or People Before Profit, then you have a government for change. So even yeah. through all of the election, we was like. Well, how is this going to work? Like, it has to be Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael in there, no matter what, because yeah. they're going to have the power in with, with Sinn Féin because they're the only other ones that can have the amount of seats or Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael. So even when I was looking at the telly, obviously, you're looking at them lying straight into your face, basically, looking, you're hearing me yeah. on Martin saying, we won't go into power and all this sort of stuff. So my job's going to yeah. be in the next election or whatever it is, the next little bit, is to educate people on that and to be able to and, and figure that out because I, I didn't know and as we said I've said it to many people where they're like we don't know what that means either <laughs> yeah. Do you know but it, yeah. it, it translates into all of this stuff that I'm at the minute talking to about ahead of you so all of this stuff with the Cold War all of this stuff with mental health column all of this if the right people are in there that are willing to not be led by this by led by, by the money and led by, by, by the materials and stuff like that we could actually start fixing society we think with things like this so you could imagine your mate there bringing a group of lads that are recovering, uh, lads and women that are recovering out to the sea and doing the the cacao chocolate and the thing and all. You could just imagine the power that that would have. Yeah. So the groups are aimed towards like 
you know what I mean? Um, proper stuff that's actually fixing people that we know, not like, you know, I'm not like obviously drug rehab, drug rehab programs work and stuff like that, and that's right. But they need to be supplemented with them wraparound care systems. They need, to yeah. So, due to tech issues, we had to record this podcast in two sections. Uh, over a 24-hour period. So this is the second section coming up now. Enjoy. And it's been, oh, it's, it's fucking, it's just be both, you know what I mean? You're coming out with loads of energy because you're giving loads of bleeding energy out and then, but then like, just, I don't know, someone's heard it, a 10-year-old girl there freezing with me. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's sad to see, like, it's, um, and it's only when you actually go into town and, and, and start volunteering that you actually see the amount of people that are impacted by it. Like, you know, it's not like it's not advertised on the news. It's just, it's talked about, but there's never any action taken about it. Now, see, anything we've kind of even learned or anything to help people in homelessness, I've learned from uh, homeless people, Colin, to be honest. So, like, yeah. I would have, I, do some dealing with cases where like, people would be ringing me trying to get, like, accommodation that night or a family would be in a convicted or a victim, convicted, Jimmy, evicted. Um, or something like that and you're, you're trying to get into it so we couldn't get little context with people like, so and like Anthony Flynn and I can't say too much about him and what he does in the in inner city helping homelessness and then Irene is a girl I was in there with today she's started eight years ago doing this as like a run at Christmas and mm. you know, you're meeting some of like the the realest the people the people that should be people the government should be taking advice off in these sectors if you must you know yeah I love that you know the people you go in there taking the action because a lot of people just assume someone else will look after it like oh, don't worry the government will take care of them you know and kind of step over people but it's only people actually start to take take that action and say no what well, the, the only way to take change is if I do start to change things yeah no we are just 100% you're on the ball there because and that is what happens and uh, that's like anything and anybody say it's a great saying if it's like if you're saying somebody will do something about it you are somebody yeah. So you want to get ready to go to bed now? <laughs> it's yeah. It's got mad he is. In the PJs. Yeah. He's, on, he's nearly two now. Seamus is mad. He's absolutely mad. He is. He's on mad. Have, you, have you put the tree and all up? No, we haven't. The same bar we did as well. I don't, don't keep, uh, kind of keep the tradition. Generally, put the, the star up and all the, um, on Christmas Eve and stuff like that and all. So Chris, I think November is like... November needs to be, I don't know, enjoy November. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try and hold it for as long as you can, yeah. A month of December, I think, is enough of it. Do you know what I mean? A nice 30 days, getting ready to wind up into a, into a festival day, you know what I mean? It's good, I think. But anything else, I think, outside that just kind of leads into like that consumerism and puts pressure on blame people, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's so like, true, isn't it? And that, that's, that's what it is. I think it's Christmas, you think, Jesus, get, get out the old Argos catalogue now. What can we get? That's when I was a kid now. Santi, Santi, uh, Argos works for Santi. We were just giving Argos catalogue, you had 50 quid each, and you picked your presents and you gave the call to your ma, <laughs> and she <laughs> sent them off to Santi. Jesus. <laughs> Like, well, Jeez, I might rub that still myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ye
Like, over the years, like, I, I would have suffered with, like, a lot of irrational fears, you know, fear of, fear of judgment, or fear of failure, you know. Um, like, but you would have had, like, real fears. You, know, you Like, when you were getting into the octagon or when, like, running for politics, like, how did you overcome that fear? Or did you ever, like, experience self-doubt or things like that when you are doing them sort of things? Man, absolutely. But it's all a state of mind. That's what I figured on the other side of it. Like, fear is a state of mind. You and I feel the same things, Colin, no matter what we, the way we look at it. Um, but stuff goes on in our head that'll either make them happen or not make them happen. Stuff might tell you in your head where, I know you can't do that, so he can do that, he's special. Where if somebody was to say to me, like, are you going to do that, you're special? Like, that would be like the weirdest thing in the world to me for anyone to even think that we were special in any sort of way. Do you get what I mean in a way? Because yeah. I'm like, uh, and I know that I would think uh, up subconsciously like that about other people like so say Ronaldo or all these guys but there's one thing that we all have in, in, in work you know what I mean in, 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 in common it's hard work and the willing to uh, consistency if you put consistency into anything um, you, you will outwork your fears like fear is um, sometimes is the, the lack of the unknown so there's a great thing that happens in your body so it's like the fight, fight, or fight flight or fear in a way alright and what's happening is when that's happening, your body's trying to get you into a position where, like, um, you're you're safe. So say if you're, um, it's, a, it's a jungle reaction again. Same thing like in the cave. So it's trying to get you back in the cave because it knows you're safe. But there's so much more dangers out there these days that sometimes we perceive something to be a danger and it's not a danger now, but our body yeah. triggers it. So you have to start separating them as the human, you know. So I know when I'm walking down to a cage or whatever it is that. Like um, like I'm, I'm sparring tonight here tonight, like uh, tonight, and still, you you get there and you have to know that like it's gonna be alright and that there is dangers there, but you're preparing for the dangers and if you prepare for the dangers, your fear is a lot less now. If you turn up to something like that and you're absolutely shitting yourself, you haven't been prepared. You deserve to feel like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's gonna come at you no matter what. But a great thing is that like go back to the cold water thing is to breathe it. Just breathe. All you have to do is breathe. Everybody, else, like we only get like people say there's a great bit they're saying about like where, um, so you only uh, you only die or you only live uh, you only die once, right? You live every single day. Where people say, ah, so tomorrow's a new day and all. Well, not not always, you know. So yeah. I live for the fact that where I'm gonna die once and I've accepted death in that way. It's like it'll never it never really fear me when it's coming at me in a way. Look, I've, I've, if you've read my book, I've been through a few close counters with like had a blood a blood uh, clot in my brain as a kid and I, I, I met, like in the in the book there's a part in it where like can only describe like a seamy body on the table I could and I remember as a kid even like freaked out as a kid thinking like wait what's that happening here? And of course he made me realise that like that I could have went that day and nobody would know who I was ever. Only my close little circle and stuff and and, and that really kind of I don't know that close kind of thing actually even though I was so young gave me Gave me more life than it took away from me in a way, you know. Made me realize that this can just go and and it's over, you know. And it's sad for a little time, and we think people are gonna mourn forever, but they don't. And life moves on, and the only thing that's gonna be here is what you do with your legacy. And like we want somebody to read in the story of Paddy Hillahan in two hundred years. Do you know what I mean? In a way, and and that's it. We will be we will be alive, dead for longer than I am alive. If you mean, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and I, and I suppose that's, that's the old saying about what, what courage is. Like, courage isn't feeling fear. Like, courage is feeling the fear and, and doing it anyway, you know. And 
you you shared there, you know, about when, when you're younger and you know going through having the, the brain clot and you know it's things like that that you, when we look, we use our past experiences to make us braver today. That look, I've been through this before and it came out okay. You know, and you as you said, you know, you realize that fear is just a frame of mind. You know, and I heard someone say, "What does fear stand for?" You know, it's future events appearing real that we start playing these mad bleeding films in our heads that are never going to happen, but we convince ourselves and we can talk our talk ourselves out of a lot of things. Like, and, and look, the moment as I said, so a lot of stuff that I do gets me back to the moment. Like, so a lot of what you said, like, like swimming in cold water and. Like aspiring and um, doing jiu-jitsu, all of this sort of stuff. It brings me back to them. Like doing what I was doing today in town with uh, um, the giving out to stuff to the homeless. You know what I mean? The, the homeless outreach thing. You know what I mean? Like it's a uh, like you're in the moment there when you're dealing with someone, you're talking to them. You're not thinking about Wednesday next week. You know, so little things like find up subconsciously drag me in, or you get dragged yeah. towards things that actually. Like just, just I'm not thinking about the past or the future. I'm actually in both of them. I'm in the past and the future at the same time because that's what it is. It's happening at the same time. It's going to be yeah. the past in the four seconds and four seconds before it happens is the future. So I'm right in that little gap there between, and I'm not thinking about either of them. But and it, it's so it's so simple but so effective. Just living in the present because I find when I'm in my mind. Like I'm, I'm living in problems and worries and anxieties, you know, when I'm in my head, I'm not, as you said, you're spending time with your kids or out with the homeless or doing the spare. And that when you're actually in the moment and the present, you're never, ever worrying about anything else going on. Like you're just there. Like you look at kids, you bring them to the playground. They're not worrying about what's going on outside of that playground. You know, they're just having fun where exactly where they are. You know, and uh, you, there's so much wisdom in that, just being in the moment and being present in everything you do and not give yourself the opportunity to worry because 90% of the stuff that we worry about never actually happens. Uh, be, be a warrior, not a warrior is what I say. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, does, uh, so the, I, learn, I learn so much from kids, Colin, but like, I, um, like to me, the, 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 uh, a, lot of, a lot of the notes have to be taken on on kids and a lot of the uh, the the money that's getting put in pumped into things and stuff like that and the the concentration that should be put into the youth and the and the future of what's going to be like so mm. say say with, with the kids and stuff like that now everyone's everyone's running around wondering about what to do with the government and and and, and, and how are we gonna fix it and it's never it's always gonna be the same and and like there was one time right it restarted my it kind of popped into my head again like where I was having a time like that about everything like it's all doom and gloom. And I got a post about two little kids uh, on a road had set up this thing with leaflets. They drew the leaflets, told you of them for every house in the road. They baked cakes and, and they were going to save the homelessness. That's what they did. They're going to save the homeless. They so And this was miles away from town, so miles away from even it's up in Tallaght, like, so it was away from the homelessness. But these kids got together and they, and they baked cakes. And, and I'm like, that's it. Like, how are we not looking at it? All we need to do is keep these minds innocent enough and powerful enough to be able to grow up and be these people, be the fireman they want to be and, and be it. But we need to make sure that they're protected from the monsters on the way, do you know what I mean? In the way of like people that will try and corrupt, use, use them for corruption and, and, and manipulate them in ways and send them directions that they won't, they won't succeed in just to make sure that their kids are not... Uh, being challenged by them if you must even, you know. So I know yeah. the, the kids that we go and do talks to now or any say when we go to prisons or they want or any like um youth romance centers or anything like that, right? Is 
the oval is in there and all I know there some of them can come out now and create youth meet projects and all that. and they're the only people that can do that to meet in my head to a high level where the, the people actually have a bond with them and understand what they're actually that they know that they understand what's going on it's not like um, now we know what college education and stuff like that's important but it's not something that doesn't have the uh, experience but just the education I just feel that's yeah. going to be very hard to work so so when I'm going to these skills and all like like we never get I don't get paid on ask for money don't ask for nothing on them I'm going there because it's my duty to try and make the youth better for my kids and my sons and all because if they, they when they're older and they crash in the car they're going to the hospital and the people that are in there now, and they're not the people that are going to be dealing with them. Do you know what I mean right now? So yeah. when they're older, we have to start building and and and, and putting um, putting the, the the foundation into the, the the next generation now. And if we do that now, then that means anything is possible. Anything like the government can be a government that's for everybody and that is that's that that they stand beside each other and they everybody stands together like. At the moment, sometimes I think what goes on in governments is it's like two parents fighting and the kids are caught in the middle. And now, mm. and that, and like none of the bitterness can get out of the way for stuff to get done. So if the other party's doing it, say, but it's a great idea and it's actually the answer to everything, it won't be done because nobody wants to take anybody else's ideas, you know, in a way. They only yeah. want to do their own ideas. So we're stuck in this big bleeding argument in a way when we, we should have people that step in and say, yeah, no, there's no history here between parties. And I, like, I think Ireland's politics and parties are just a little bit too old in a way where there's a lot of history between them. It's like two neighbours at the fighting for years and years and years, and they were trying to expect them to move into the same house together or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, we're asking uh, the impossible of what seems to me already an impossible situation. Yeah, but I suppose. There is like, like it is so important to plant them seeds in with kids, so when they're getting older, they, they'll understand that to be able to give back to the to the youth, and you know, yeah, and it's good to see you see a lot more young people getting into politics and saying, look, there is there is change. A lot with the bigger votes that came in there last few years, you know, you could see a lot of the youth getting involved with voting and and wanting to, there to be change, and you know, there it is good progress, and it does seem to be going the the right way. Although there's still loads more. To to do you know in terms of planting those seeds yeah i just think the direction needs to be importantly stilled where like a lot of now when i do agree with you i think i think the youth getting involved in politics and getting involved and standing up for themselves and all is brilliant but then sometimes it can go too far in a way where you have somebody screaming at you that you must believe or i believe yeah and it's like that's not the way this works do you get what i mean you if you want if you want to have the right to be able to believe what you believe, you have to be ready to die to defend what I believe, even if you don't believe it in a way. But, but Paddy, like, what, so what would have separated you? I'm sure like you would have had mates as well that would have went down the, the opposite road that you did, you know, say they could have got wrapped up in trouble or drugs yeah. or whatever. Like what separated you on the path that you're on now, you know, helping people, helping the homeless, getting into, you know, spreading this positive message and being a mental health advocate? And and compared to the guys that probably went down a, a different road, like what do you think was the change, the, the milestone there? Um, look, say say the word mental health. Like we said, to me that's just it's extremely broad. You know what I mean? In a way, mm. mental health is an extremely broad kind of thing. And 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 some people I think need different things. It's very like people say oh, I have mental health problems, but like that could be at a one to ten level of that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody gets sad. That's for sure. Do you know what I mean? 
but I think it's important that we check that we're exercising and that we're eating well and, and we're doing all these things and um, before we diagnose something early as well. Do you get what I mean? So mm. <clears throat> a lot of what I try to do is, and it's not me telling people what to do. What I try to do is I just try to give people the tips that work for me, Colin. So what yeah. I thought like, that people say, yeah, but like, no, that doesn't work. I read such and such, um, like, uh, say, psychologist, he says, such and such, he has this many followers and all. And, like, and people come at you like this and you're like, all right, sound. Like, I'm telling you what worked for me and I'm telling you what I've told about probably five or 600 people over the course of believe in the last few years. And, and we've got massive percent of feedback. And not only that, but not feedback in a text message saying thanks. Feedback in there watching and seeing the actions actually taking place. And, and that's mm. the only feedback we think that matters, not the one, the praise or the, or the glory or anything being in it for. To me, that's necessarily like a, like a payment in itself, you know, like it's helping somebody with something and then watching them like, that family benefit out of it. Not only then, you see yeah. that ma happier, that brother's happier in the community. And it just, yeah. the, the family just settles a little bit or something, you know? So, even that I, ripple effect. Yeah, so what I try to do is just, you can't save everybody, but I, am, I try and give a lot of the tools and kind of get the car started with the person and then they're driving the journey. Like, and, yeah. and it will break down again. And not every like not everyone has the power to do it on the first time. Like, where everyone has, especially with like, addiction or it's not to do with that you know like and even getting commitment like trying to do it on the first time is not hard you have to be prepared yeah. to have some annoying times whether it's frustrating as that sounds yeah you know? there's great power even in planting that seed in someone's head and now look there is there is a different way or there's a there's a way out like you know and sometimes all you can do is kind of leave the tools at their feet and it's it's up to them to pick it up like Einstein said a great thing right he was like the so when he was asked the question of what is the uh, is the meaning of life, like the, the, the key to happiness, and he said, a simple, modest life is the only way you can be happy. Don't think mm. of them words exactly, but that's what the, the gist of it is. So a simple, modest life is the only way you can be happy. Anything after that is you're either chasing, like, uh, I think, and it's, it, I've seen it in a few memes now, which great, and it would have been something we would have highlighted for ages, would have been, um, destination addiction, you know what I mean? So mm. on Wednesday, I'll be grand, and when I get the new house, I'll be grand. And when I get yeah. until you find that in your heart to be happy and love yourself, and, and I know it's corny as that sounds, before you love yourself, you cannot love anybody else. And, and if you are hurt and you try to love other people, you will actually just pass on the hurt in a way, you yeah. know. And, yeah. and then people start coming into like, but why don't you care? And it's like, because even though some people are in a relationship. We're all in a single boat as well, mentally, and and, um, yeah. and and we have our own responsibilities and choices, you know. So we think, yeah, that's that's powerful. Our <laughs> destination addiction, yeah, it's mad. It's, you're putting a condition on your happiness and your well-being to say, look, <laughs> we cannot be happy until I get that care, or until I go to Lanzarote, or until I get that girlfriend, or I get this many yep. followers, or this many likes. That you're not worried unless you get that thing first. And, and people like measure that by success. Like, um, like, like I think you said it in the last little conversation we were having um, with the Bob Marley one, which is which is perfect. And it's like, now you can enjoy. You say, you say a lot of the lads that come to me, you're like, right, I want to get to the UFC, and then they mention money or something like that. And I'm saying, you're shooting way too low here. Like, money is this printed commodity thing that was put into the world that made you think that you're going to be happy, so you would buy the stuff that. They need you to buy to think you're happy, you know. Now I'm not saying that getting a new pair of runners or a new car is not nice, but it shouldn't be. If you aim for like, I'm going to be one of the most rounded human beings in 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 human history. Mm. You will have money. Money will be there. Money's part of that dream. 
But if you say, I want to be a millionaire, like, there's nothing else attached to that. If that was a genie's wish, you're kind of, you're kind of fucked up a little bit, you know what I mean, in a way. Yeah. Now you have a million quid, and you know the way them dreamy, uh, genie films work? They, they wish, and all of a sudden, they are sad. And, and, and Darby O'Gill's a great one about it. You know what I mean? Do you ever hit see Darby O'Gill? Yeah, yeah, and the little people. In that film, that is. Great messages in that, when he's talking yeah. to you. He's asking, why don't you wish for gold? And he's like, I'll have no health. How will I be able to spend the gold? And he's like, oh, well, why don't you wish for a big hill? Well, then I'd have no money to be able to run the house on the hill. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he goes, and what about Katie when I'm finished and all? And he's like, oh, you're a thinking man. And I think that's a great little message in that film in the way of like... Yeah, I love that film. Yeah, Sean, Sean Connery's in that as well, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, Disney as well. Yeah, it's a great film, yeah, in the band. So you scared of show you, me, the band, she, oh, no, it's so true, though. That if you, if you like, if you could, it's like if you go to the most beautiful place in the world and in a, in a car, but the windscreen is manky, you want to pre say that or see it, and it's the same in our heads. If our heads are off, and you, you have all these nice possessions in front of you, if, you have, if your mind's in the right place, you're not humble that you won't even appreciate these things that you have and as you said that destination addiction kicks in that you say you spend your whole life saving up to buy a Lamborghini finally you get it and you're like well I still don't feel satisfied maybe I got the wrong colour Lamborghini you need to get a red one and then you start chasing the red one you know what I mean that you're never you're never at ease with yourself until you can accept who you are and, and start going to say look I'm a good guy you know I think what happens is that you, you give the key to your happiness to everybody else because they're mm. the ones who assess whether you're successful or not. So you could have a red Fiari, but then you don't get the same reaction of people as it being successful. And the thing is, people don't really care. And that's just being straight with people. Like, what do you yeah. say people? People don't feel your circle. Like, there's very a lot. Oh, people don't really care. Like, they see on Instagram and go, oh, Debbie. And then they scroll on and then their own life goes on and they think about what they're trying to get and what they have and, and what they want to look like and what people look at them like. And people are like, yeah. people think that, look, we're all stuck in this like. We're all in a room. We're all looking in the wrong direction in a way, thinking that everybody's looking at us. It's you know, mad, isn't it? No, I remember, anybody, really. I remember me that saying to me when I was a kid. First time you brought me down to the boxing club, and I said, I'm not going in there. Everyone's going to be looking at me. He says, Colin, you're not that fucking important. <laughs> <laughs> What an answer. And I, you know, I like that with some people, as I said to you, when you were saying about like helping people and stuff like that and all like and and that 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 gets me more of the connection with some people that I'm helping than than going in and money coddling them in a way. You know what I mean? Now we yeah. the reason why I said you have to be like there's levels to uh, mental health in one to ten. Obviously, like I'm not qualified in, in what what thing is all I'm doing is helping people in the thing. You know, and we would get like, say, places that would actually refer, I won't say refer, but they would suggest that somebody comes to me in a way, like, you know, like, so I guess somebody that would be struggling and, and somebody yeah. would say, listen, I, I know this and I'm going to say something and, and I get a phone and I tell them, listen, if you feel like that person is someone that we can help, like I have helped, they'll be like, yeah. like sound and then they give them to me and we just put them through a little few things that we have and that we do and a few little talks and it takes a few hours and, and like, like I don't take money on that for the some people out there come. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, I just do it because it's like um like and as I said, my reward and kind of from that is then watching that person. They could be young at the time or and they could be teenagers struggling with what's going on in their life or, or just just struggling basically, you know, and then yeah. and I show them some of the stuff and, and here's a here's a great example, Louis. So say the the, the teens, right? We're allowed to teach teens and uh, kids in the car park. So we have a marquee and all set up and lights and stuff like that in it, right? Now obviously some nights I bring colder than others and we start 
a little bit earlier. So in the lockdown three, so we, we've been locked down for more than six weeks, basically. Yeah. Been locked in that lockdown three. Remember Dublin went into lockdown before everybody else and stuff. So we're actually in a more than six weeks at the moment. So so we're well closed before that. Um, but out in the car park, you get the teams torn up and they starting to look at, geez, it's not raining tonight. Where they wouldn't have even noticed that before walking into yeah. the real warm gym. Now they're appreciating things that they have no control over, but they're mm. accepting them as well. So if it's raining, they're just turning up and doing it. And then, so sometimes you, you make it a little bit simpler. You know, like yeah. you, you walk eight hours in the mountains, I guarantee you the best part of that day is going to be taking your boots off. Yeah, that's true. Well, you, you appreciate the sun when you've been through the rain, like, you know what I mean? And you, you you know good relationships. You're in a good relationship now because I'm sure you had bad relationships in Absolutely. the past, you know, and it helps you to appreciate the, the things you have. Well, Paddy, just going back there, when you were saying about the mental health, you know, and you're, you're saying you use your own personal experience, uh, you know, you use your own experience, your strength and your hope from... You know, but then it goes back to like, what's more effective for helping people? Then is it is it looking at it from the uh, academic side or the like life experience? Like, what qualifies someone more? Like, you know, to have more of an impact, someone that's walked the path or someone that's or someone that's studied the path. I, I, I think it's always um, results are what success is. Results is not like you, like just because you are a and I'm I'm noticing this all uh, through the, the COVID thing as well because. Like, he was unconfused, like, you know what I mean? They're like, the experts have said, and then there's experts on all sides saying everything, and it's like, which ones were, I thought doctors, like, we go by a book, and it's standard, you know what I mean? Like, it's where, like, this is a jab in the face, a jab is the most effective jab in the book, and we all agree about that. Like, that's just across the community. Where now, when they're looking at a lot of the stuff, it's like, the doc- even the experts are not agreeing with each other, do you get what I mean? Yeah. So I really do watch what people have done and what um the 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 results have been and as I said like kind of if you're watching actions you're getting you're, you're watching what's happening like if a guy's going into the UFC uh, octagon and he's taking someone down and he's doing it a certain way and it's working on everybody I'm learning that and that's what I'm teaching to people because that's what's yeah. working I'm not going to teach what the champ is learning just because he's the champ. Do you get what I mean in a way? Yeah. I'm finding the most effective stuff. And I do that in everything. And the martial arts mindset has led me in different ways. Like, say when I'm in the council or something like that, like, I don't know as much as them people in the council, but that actually benefits me because I'm coming with a zero point of knowledge. So when they're kind of conditioned to a certain way of thinking and a certain way of accepting stuff and all, I'm not. I'm still shocked. So I'm yeah. still shocked when someone is getting, I don't know, um, the, the houses are not being built because people decided that they don't want to be built in that area. I'm still shocked by that, where some people are like, like I can see people like, oh, it's not going through. Why is it not going through? Because they're going to win the vote. And you're like, we're not getting this though. Like, we're voting today. Should we not all be coming in here individually and voting and saying, right, well, this is what we truly believe is the right thing to do and the right way to go. But it's not. It's all, I won't say set up, but it's kind of because people will be like, Paddy, you want politics is set up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's all set up in a way, like, you know how the votes are going to go when you're going in and all. So it's kind of a little bit, that's a little bit of a down, a letdown, I think. I thought, even though people represent parties, that we go in and we represent what we feel really true when we're touching that button, um, believes. Like, so I know for a fact I say, as a, the, the mother and baby home thing were a tragic thing to, 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 to happen an outrage across the country so I know that every person that voted to seal them foils 
didn't probably want to vote to see on them files. So mm. I probably repeating myself here, you know. But I'm saying in a way of experience of, of, of people doing it, we think are a lot more true to themselves and their, their feelings and and, and and we don't we don't <coughs> we don't care to lose in a way like the I mean losing how people would say politically lose. I don't, yeah. be, I don't fear that really, you know. I don't have that like uh, that fear in my belly of like, oh, well, this person's not going to see me this way or that way. Look, like, yeah. I am me, I am Paddy Hillahan, and I've when I was running, like I'm saying to people, like I'm running under the Sinn Fein banner, but I'm Paddy Hillahan forced, and mm. I will stand under that banner forced because that's my name. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love that, Paddy. No, really appreciate that. And Paddy, can I just probably finish? Like, what be your like well-being rituals? Like, say you get up in the morning, what do you do to kind of put your head in the right plane on the right level? Do, do you know what the thing is? I don't really get up early in the mornings at all, Colin. And it was actually I remember having that conversation with uh, with Connor, and it was Connor who gave me the answer to it. And I was like, holy shit! Do you know what I mean? That's actually great, and that's actually make, makes me feel better on him. So like I wouldn't I wouldn't have been once I get up early. I just I'm a terrible person in the morning and like a nine to five would have like would have killed me stone dead. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? In a way. Yeah. Like, so we stay up late and when I'm up late, me me mind comes alive, my ideas are flowing through my mind and like a lot of the stuff we built or taught up or any like kind of courses we won and all this kind of stuff, like a lot of the ideas come from me um sitting up when I am sitting at late at night, I write them down and then and I know this sounds mad, but dreams, man. Like, I dream of stuff and it literally solves my problems. My girlfriend will tell you, like, sometimes in the morning, I'm like, I have to stay in bed for another half an hour. She's like, why? And it's like, because I'm getting the answer or something here. And then I do. And it could be, like, a problem in the gym with, like, That's mad. like building something or something. And I'm like, it's not going to work that way because of this and all. But then in my dream, it worked. And it worked like this. And this is how it happened. And, and then I'd fix it and I'd be like, shit, that was it. And I mean, it literally started shit like that. That's so, mad, yeah. So I'll send you over a few of my problems, you can tell me the answer. <laughs> I said, I'll send you over a few of my problems. I don't know I'm at that level yet, but I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, you're talking about Eugene. You're a bit of a gene yourself. <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu, when all comes to me in my head in that way, look, I solved problems with Jiu-Jitsu, and that's where I first figured out that was happening in a way. So, like, I was able to fix some grips and, like, a situation that happened, and I'd be able to go over it and over it and over it, and then I'd be winning all the titles in my dream, and I'd be winning, and I'd wake up, and I'd have this move in my head. Do you know what I mean? That's so, mad, yeah. Right now, it's mental, man. And, like, bringing it back into what, what Connor said to me before, because I used to get a little bit annoyed at myself. Say we slept in too late, we get up, and I'd be like, shit, I'm at the waste in the day, you know? And it's like, so I used to walk down deliveries and all that, so it was in the evening I used to walk, and I'd be like, I'm at the waste in the day, I wanted to do this, I wanted to do that. And I'd end up pissed off at myself, and I'd start off on a downer, right? And I remember Connor saying to me one day, a lion only hunts for four hours of the day. The other 20 is in bed, Paddy. Babies learn when they're sleeping. And it clicked straight away. I, mean, I didn't need to be in the pressure of this, like, or not that I didn't need it, but I didn't want to be in the pressure of this nine to five. You work for me, and I do it. And it's like, I realized that, like, hold on, I just need to be the, you know, the goldfish climbing the tree situation. I need, yeah. to, I need to figure it out, I need to find the water, what my water is, you know what I mean? I know your attributes. Yeah, and swim, and it was problem solving, consistency, hard work. Uh, mental health or mental strength um, resilience like write all them things down on a paper that you are and then just put them into a bleeding computer and I guarantee you a job would pop up for a, a situation well, but if you're trying to drive yourself to get up every morning and you just hate the existence of your whole life and you just can't do it 
you're going to have to try and find a way out because something's gonna, not going to give, you know what I mean, in a way. Now, some people are like, well, that's easier for you to say because it's like, no, it's not. If anything, now I'm in a position where I could say it. No, it's not easy for me to say because it wasn't fucking easy. Nothing was handed to me. Do you know what I mean? In that way, and it's like, you got to go for it, mate, but you got to like maybe work your job and practice your skill and keep practicing your skill until it becomes your job. And and if you look getting up at six o'clock in the morning, then that's your actual beauty, you know. But don't be forcing your actual beauty into what life tells you you need to be and, and who you are and what society says is good and bad. And like even my ma says to me, when I was going for the UFC, my ma told me, would well, you not go up and get a job? I'm going to have a job, man. I mean, I'm going to fight for the UFC. It's this organisation. It's the biggest yeah. one in the world. Don't give me that shit, she'll be saying to you. Do you know what I mean? You need to be getting up and getting a job in the morning. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's mad. It's just how we are at the Western world and there's so much wisdom in that, you know, it's more about f- not going out and finding your dream job, it's about going out and finding what your attributes are and that then you find your dream job, you know, if you're a communicator or a fixer or a solution finder, you know what I mean, some people are made for the outdoors and they're sitting in offices looking out the window going, oh, I don't think this is for me. You know, so as you said, it's about you know, judge a goldfish on the ability to climb up a tree, and sometimes it's about looking like what are my skills, what are my attributes, and what are my values, and how can I get how can I make a living out of them? That was another Einstein one as well. So Einstein said that, like, if you, you, if you, if you, um, if you judge a goldfish's ability on climbing a tree, he'll spend his whole life thinking he's a dummy, yeah, and that's it, like, you know what I mean? But you put a chimp there, pew, he's at the top of it. Yeah, and that's how it works and deadly. So, and you're right, what you're saying, you hit the nail on the head there. So, with the some people are sitting in offices and they walk every single hour they do to just get out on that bike and, and do that 100 miles. And you know what I mean? And it's just it's just one of them things I think where if you find that now, obviously, and there is some people that, that go to offices and are skillful there and are good at that and love that job. And, and we just need, I think put the right people in the right places and yeah. we all can't be dreamers either, Colin, we do understand that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's it. Though. I've always been, I've been sitting in school as a daydreamer, like, and, you know, that's sometimes what can be the problem with school. Not everyone's built to be academic, academic, like, you know, that um, some people are great with their hands, are just great communicators, or philosophers, or, you know, everyone's kind of just... You know, not everyone's going to build for the whole go to school and go to college and go work and get a career. And you know, some people are kind of outside that little box. And if you fall outside of that box, then you're labeled and you know, you're not doing it right, you're not doing life properly. And that can put a lot of pressure on people as well. Uh, 100%. Look, listen, I was in school, I was probably the most frustrating student ever because uh, I was kind of. I was I wasn't really a mess up, but I was nice, but I was I was cheeky, nice. Like teachers would be like giving out, you would laughing at me, saying like, oh, "I hate you," you know that. But they'd be smiling mm-hmm. on my face, like, and they'd kick me out of class, and I'd be, you know what I mean. And then I'd pass the tests, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'd be like, like, like I just give up on you, do you know what I mean? In a way, and I'd be like, "It's grand, miss. Don't worry, relax. Come on, well, I'll bring yeah. sandwiches for everybody on Friday, you know what I mean, or something you, like you- that." You drain of all the answers the night before. The magic sweeps. I might be something to do with that 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 uh, answer sheet I had on my desk is enough for the mess. Yeah, I love it. Roy Paddy, I'll leave it to you, man. Come here. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And personally, I've gotten so much out of this, man. And uh, awesome. you're an absolute gentleman. Thanks a million for coming on. No bother, Colin. And I hope to see you again now when the gym's open back up. Absolutely, man. You keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, brother. Stay safe. You too, brother. Bye-bye. See you.